0: She's
1: lost the floor. Don't put that on your wiener. Well, that's
0: the beginning, isn't it? Oh, no.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcoming back to your air holes, your hosts for the Basically Being Better podcast. Rachel
0: and Abby! Hey everyone, and welcome back to Basically Being Better. I'm Rachel. And I'm Abby. And today we are talking about Lisa Hendrickson Jack's book, The Fifth Vital Sign.
1: Yes, our favourite topic periods. I'm excited.
0: It's been a while.
1: I mean, has it though? One of our second to last episodes or something was uh, period power. So, like, in terms of episodes, I don't know that we've spaced it out very well. Doesn't oh, wow.
0: matter. It's what we're all about.
1: <laughs> and they, this, I'm, I'm, like, surprised it's taken us so long to get to this book.
0: Um, that's most, mostly my <laughs> fault. <laughs> Puts
1: her hand up.
0: <laughs> I, um, I, I took my sweet time reading it. And then I was pleasantly surprised when I finished it, and I didn't think I would be at the end. It was very weird. Because you know you, how, like, um, the book, because reading it on Kindle, the book's only 60% of it, and then there's 40% references. Ah,
1: uh, yes, there's a and, lot of references. And I'm like,
0: oh, I'm at 59%. Oh, this is taking me ages. I'm so slow. And then, boom, <laughs> I was done. She
1: has done her homework.
0: Yeah. I love that a book, a book.
1: Yeah. There's millions, well, maybe not millions, but there's thousands of references.
0: There's over a thousand meticulously researched scientific references. There
1: you go. <laughs>
0: and a textbook quality guide to understanding your menstrual cycle. Hey, are we go? are you jumping ahead here? I just got excited. <laughs> Should we do okay. a couple of segments? Yes. Okay. Do you have a quick question? Of course I have a quick question. Yay. So
1: um, this is not really a quick question. And I definitely wrote it in a dark place at work today. Oh no. But um, hey Rachel, quick question. Yeah. How do you come to terms with the fact that you are desperately needing a change but can't change anytime soon?
0: Girl, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know the answer to that.
1: No, I was so hoping you'd have
0: the answer. It's a daily battle. It's a daily battle. I'll have a good day and I'll be like, oh yeah, I can do this. This is fine. Next day, I can't do this. I'm actually going to turn into a puddle. Yes. Next day, okay, I got this. <laughs> but like I just need to train
1: my mind. Do I need like a mantra or mantra? A yeah. mantra, is that it? Yeah, mantra. Um to like train my brain into saying, You can do this for six more months. That's all you've gotta do. Be happy in what you're doing right now because it's gonna be over yeah. eventually. Like you can do it instead of sitting there going, Oh my god, I need to quit. Like now,
0: yeah, I think so. And oh, three things three things. Three things. First thing, I think both of us, uh, we've kind of felt like this for a long time now, so it's, it's hard to just keep going, mm. it's so hard to keep going, and it. I don't think we help each other out because we're both like. I think we help each other spirals downwards. Yes. <laughs> and the other thing we've like been telling ourselves for so long, I think, we've, well, me personally, I've been telling myself the story, "I can't do this. This isn't okay." Mm-hmm. And I think I've got that ingrained in me so deeply that mm-hmm. I've got to reverse that. Yes. Maybe a mantra is the way to go. Yeah,
1: we need to. Re- we need to reverse it. I think that's what I have to do because otherwise, I'm. Honestly, today was so hard. Yeah. I like, almost, like, I had like a, talking about anxiety a couple of weeks ago, I had like, like, an anxiety spiral at my desk, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to go hide in the bathroom for a little bit, (laughs) because I don't know what to do, I could write my resignation tomorrow, and it would be...
0: Yeah. (sighs) It's so tricky. It's so tricky. I said I had three points, I've got four points. Oh, uh, next one, I think I really need to focus on being present, mm-hmm. instead of thinking, oh my gosh, I can't wait to, like, be out of here, or I wish I was doing this instead. Need, like you said, be like, okay, I'm here, this is what I'm doing, it's just what it is. Mm-hmm. And the last thing, which we're going to do, we're going to read, um, Dr. Libby's book, the invisible load, yes, and that's all about changing your perception of stress. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've I think of everything at work to be very stressful, yes, and that's probably not the case.
1: Well, I think that, yeah, I think everything's turned into being stressful because I don't want to do any of it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because my motivation is back in the gutter and my yeah. burnout is. Just like hit me. After a week back at work, but back
0: like it doesn't go away because yep. we haven't changed anything. Yeah. Oh, it's so hard. I don't know what the answer is. Maybe we buy a lotto ticket.
1: Yeah, well, I was thinking that. I was thinking that's like <laughs> the best way to get out of the situation. Currently, <laughs> quickly right now. Yes, I know. I mm, yeah. and the thing is, I do have an endpoint in my mind. So, like. It's not like it's not go. Co- it's not like it's endless.
0: Yeah, that's good because there's light at the end of the tunnel. There is
1: light at the end of the tunnel. The tunnel is just a bit long for me at the yeah. moment. I wish it was shorter.
0: Yeah, if it was in half, I think it would be much easier. Mm-hmm. I need to make a tunnel.
1: Do yeah, you think you need to make a tunnel? Yeah. A short tunnel.
0: A short tunnel. Not too short.
1: Longer than my tunnel. No. <laughs> Ooh, the tunnel, this many months long. Or your tunnel could be the same length as my tunnel. Just not shorter.
0: Yeah, just not shorter. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, that was a long question. (laughs) Sorry, it wasn't (laughs) that quick. It was a good question. Oh dear, so what's (laughs) your... Hit us up if anyone's got any recommendations or have been in this situation before. Mm. Advice needed. Hard. Please
1: <clears throat> so um rachel you've got a recent rico? i've
0: got a recent rico for you <laughs> <laughs> that's not our best work no well, anyway yeah i do <laughs> what is it so there's this new zealand company called the herb farm oh yeah Mmm. Yes. And I love their lip balm and I've used a few. Oh, and their hand cream, I love it so much. And we use a few of their things. And I brought their overnight face mask. Yes, you told me when you bought it.
1: Have you tried it? Is it amazing? Yes. yes. Give me the
0: review Oh my gosh. So the reason I brought it is because I needed lip balm and I didn't have enough in my cart to get free shipping. <laughs> So I just put it in there, it's like 30 bucks or something, and it had won some award, and you just put it on at night after you wash your face and after you moisturise, you put it on, um, rub it in, and you go to bed, and honestly, you wake up and your skin is so smooth. Really? Mm-hmm. <gasps> like, you just feel like, oh, that's nice. Like, all <laughs> plump and soft, and I've only oh, used yeah. it three times because it says to use it, like, Two to three times a week. I've only had it a week. <laughs> I would wear it, like, use it nightly if I... If, you could, if it said you could. If it said I could use daily. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, that's and it's very exciting. Yeah, and it smells so good. I, I will that. show it.
1: Okay, I'm excited. That's yeah. a great recommendation. Mm. Wow, I... I was excited when you bought it and now I'm excited when I buy it
0: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't told you that it arrived no you didn't, did you keep it in the secret yes. just to tell
1: me this oh yes. snap
0: oh Neil nearly killed me <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man that's so good, alright, okay cool, so that was Herb Farm and yeah. what was the name
0: of the face cream? I think it's just called Overnight Face Mask, like oh. real simple Nice. It's so good.
1: Cool. And they're all about like natural stuff and yep. no like
0: low-tox life baddies yeah. in it, right? Yep. It's got all the good stuff in it. No bad stuff. No bad stuff. That's what we like. Nailed it. Uh, do you have the Insta, Insta for I us?
1: do. And this is pro- This popped up on my Insta today. Um, oh, the fresh one. Yeah, it's stuff here. <laughs> oh man. Uh, fresh news. Um, it's been a day. Right. So <laughs> at journey or oh, at underscore. No, let me re-say that. At journey underscore two underscore wellness. Oh yeah. She creates a whole lot of like little cartoon people and then has like lots of stuff about anxiety and all sorts of things. Uh, depression, stress,
0: They're really cute cartoons. They're really
1: cute. I think we've posted one before about burnout. Yeah. They're really relatable. And she posted a picture that said, remember, Instagram is not reality. Somebody's highlights reel does not represent their day-to-day life. Go easy on yourself and stop comparing.
0: Yep. Those are some wise, wise words.
1: hundred percent. But I also think it comes down to how you curate your Instagram. Agreed. Because mine has, like, hardly anyone on there that I would ever compare myself to, slash life that I would compare myself. There would be a couple of friends on there that I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's cool they're doing that, but I'm like me. Yeah. Like, it's not. I, I don't compare my life to their life. And then everything else on there is, like positive affirmations and insta-inspo and like...
0: I was going to say half my feed is uplifting stuff like that. Yeah,
1: just so they have insta-inspo for the segment, yes.
0: It's so nice. Um,
1: Yeah, so that's how I... What I would say to manage that is to... You don't have to get off Instagram, guys. Increase your screen time and find (laughs) those good, quality... Instagram accounts. Busy <laughs> Phil- Phillips. Phillips. She is a great one because she is so real on there and she like sh- takes photos on her bad days and talks about when she like cried in the elevator and things like that. And you're like, Thank you for being a real human being. Yeah.
0: She doesn't give you one glossy picture. Yeah, yeah she's fantastic to follow. Actually. Yeah. I really like her.
1: That's yeah, that's my recent Rico.
0: <laughs> Oh, rolled into one. An ins- inspo and a recent reco,
1: And <laughs> a reco in one. Um, cool. Should we talk
0: about this book? Let's
1: talk about the book. I feel like we're going to be talking for a while, so let's try and hopefully keep it succinct and not too rambly, but... Keep it snappy. ...but exciting.
0: Because we haven't even talked much about it in general.
1: The fifth vital sign? No.
0: But just periods? Well, no, so, the book. Okay, the, the book. book. We so, haven't talked about the book. So a bit about the book? A bit about the book. Okay, so it's called The Fifth Vital Sign, Master Your Cycles and Optimize Your Fertility by Lisa Hendrickson Jack. Um, And it says, a little synopsis says, uh, your menstrual cycle is a vital sign, just like your pulse, temperature, respiration rate and blood pressure. And it provides you with essential information about your health. Um, and like we said earlier, this book brings together over a thousand meticulously researched scientific references and a textbook quality guide to understanding your menstrual cycle. Yes. It's fantastic. And it covers so much. It covers so much. The book is fantastic. It's got everything from what a normal cycle is, the best way to chart your cycle, natural methods for managing period pain and PMS... How to increase your um, fertility awareness, how to avoid pregnancy without the pill, or how to plan for pregnancy.
1: Yeah, that's the main bit I got out of it, was about um, fertility awareness method for, re- rem- like, removing, um, for being off the pill and, um, what's the word? knowing your, where you are in your cycle so you know when you are fertile, fertile or, not. or not. Thank yeah. you. We've switched positions here. My brain is not working as good as yours.
0: Good thing we're opposites. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So she is fantastic. She's also got this podcast called Fertility Friday.
1: Yes. And it
0: is so good.
1: She's so informative.
0: Oh my gosh. The amount of information, the amount of research that she must do is crazy. Yeah.
1: And she is an actual fertility awareness-like. Teacher, eh? Yeah. whereas full disclaimer: we are not. <laughs> We're just bumbling along, doing reading books and doing what we want. But um, yeah, so she's any, the biz. <laughs> yeah, anything we say, as always, take it with a grain of salt and go look it up yourself and find out for yourself. Yeah. If you're in, if you're interested in fertility awareness and charting your cycles so that you know when you're fertile and prevent pregnancy, uh don't just listen to our podcast on it. No. Get- <laughs> Go listen to that one, get the book, and if you're really serious about it, I reckon get a fertility awareness teacher.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. It's so difficult if you don't I, I think it's so hard. You need some guidance. Yeah. Especially like starting out and trying to interpret your charts and there's so many different rules and you've got to pick a method to stay with and mm-hmm. Yeah, I think having guidance would be really, really helpful. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes.
1: And, like, um, especially coming off the pill and your body's still working itself out and doing all sorts of random stuff. And it's like, your charts are not going to be particularly normal compared to what's been, like...
0: Your cycle's still regulating. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah, so your charts aren't going to look normal. So then fertility awareness is going to be a little bit more difficult to begin with, I think.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And the other thing she says in your book, uh, says in in your book. In My her, book? Th- yeah. Yes. In her book is that um, if your cycles, like, fall outside of the normal range, you can still use fertility and awareness, but you do need that help.
1: Yeah, and you need to, like, follow the rules to a T. Yeah. There's, like... All sorts of things in it, which we'll go into, that you Mm. need to, like, make sure that you're, um, you're not, like, if you're not
0: sure about something,
1: you're fertile, basically. Yeah. (laughs) At
0: the end of the day, if you're not sure, treat it as a fertile day.
1: Yeah, especially if you're trying to avoid pregnancy. Yeah,
0: definitely. Mm. Don't take that risk. Yeah. Mm. Can I start by saying, like, my favourite, like, little bit that I read in the whole book? Oh, yeah, that sounds great. Cool. It's not that <laughs> exciting, but it really helped me out. Okay. Um, so she said, When your cycles fall outside of the normal range, your body isn't broken. Your cycle is simply giving you information about your fertility and your overall health. It is your very own personalized early warning system. It's your fifth vital sign in action.
1: I so read that and thought, yes, this is so true.
0: I loved that so much. So so much.
1: Yeah. All the stuff that hit me real hard was um the she obviously is not a very strong supporter of hormonal birth control. But she's also she gets she's so well reasoned. Yeah. Like so well reasoned. I just like um Jolene Brighton is good, but she's like very full on when you're still very pill positive and like this like she um, it's really hard to put Super it compare words, them or yeah. put them into words but just Lisa's one is like she says that as she said um, there's no right birth control option for every woman but body literacy is every woman's right oral contraceptives contraceptives industry is over a 13 billion dollar industry. Depending on not knowing fully how your body works. Yes. Body literacy is the ability to monitor and understand your signs of fertility. Yes. I have
0: that down too. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah.
1: Like... uh, And then it goes... And then, obviously... (sighs) We don't learn about our fertility in high school or when we're growing up. So, at school, in our sex education, we don't learn about fertility, which is absolutely mind-boggling
0: when it is the whole point of sex education. I know. Because... I want to know what's taught in schools these days. (laughs) Because what I was taught, I'm finding everything is wrong. Yeah. And
1: it's like, um, I thought fertility was just something that was to do with pregnancy. I didn't realise fertility awareness is knowing your body throughout your menstrual cycle. Like, I don't know why I didn't, like, connect those dots. Maybe I was just silly, but it's like... The word fertility is not just for pregnant woman. Or woman trying to get pregnant. It is a word for every woman with a menstrual cycle. Yep. And, or person with a menstrual cycle. And it's like, um, she puts in, she said that it's not taught as, uh, the reason, the, the fact that it's not taught is a systematic tool for disempowerment. Yep. And I was like, yeah, I feel pretty disempowered with the fact that I haven't known for almost
0: 30 years how my body worked. Same. I, like, how we're reading more and more information, but everything I read, I get this little, like, oh my gosh, I'm so angry that I'm only learning this now. Why have I not known this, like, from an age that would have been appropriate to know? Yeah. Like, why were we not taught this? Like,
1: we have the life education trust fans, you know, with Harold the giraffe, who'd come in and and they would teach us about how the heart works and how the lungs work and how the digestive system works. Why not the reproductive system for fertility? Like, oh why not? Why? Arnold needs to sort himself out.
0: Why can't there be a... Uh, um... Like, a fertility van that goes around <laughs> and teaches high school kids, well, appropriately aged kids, all about um, their reproductive system and their fertility. Oh my gosh. Because there was those
1: sex education people who came around and they taught you, like, sex is not always bad, you know? Like, they were, like, trying to be sex positive but not in, oh, like, a, in, or in a, like, in a like, a... Um. Don't do it, sort of way. Did you, did you oh, have those guys? And they yes. were young,
0: and they gave out condoms to everyone. Yes, yes. And they were
1: just, they were just trying to like prevent the um, spread of STDs, basically. Yes, yeah. Um Which they was do fine, them. but they didn't like. And I don't know.
0: Would I have listened? Maybe I don't know. But
1: at least then I would have been told.
0: Yeah, I think it would be nice to have that information. Mm. What I was told at a young age is. You have to go on the pill, otherwise you will get pregnant every time. Every day of the month, you could get pregnant. Yes, pretty much, yeah. And that is just not true. And your period is something to hate. Yep. And that the pill will so- solve all problems. Yep. Oh, that was fed fed to us on a spoon. Yeah, 100%. Um, not that the pill
1: is not useful in... Very surgeons and in in a lot of circumstances the pill is absolutely necessary as long as there's informed consent of the yeah. people who are who are taking yeah. it and know what this does to their system and if they may have if they had some awareness of their fertility and how it worked potentially they'd be more aware of what they're taking pill wise and yes yeah, definitely being more informed. Um,
0: but, so, sorry,
1: that was a big sidetrack, because the book goes into fertility awareness, but what is fertility awareness?
0: Can you tell us?
1: (laughs) Um, well, so, fertility awareness, she, yeah, Lisa breaks it down into three main fertile signs. So, that's cervical mucus, um, BBT, and cervical position and bbt
0: is your basal body temperature
1: yes which we've talked quite a bit about before because we've been doing it for a little bit now yeah yeah so um that's taking temperature every sing- every morning and marking it and then watching it change over time to indicate when you've ovulated and what like side whether you're in your follicular phase
0: Follicular phase.
1: Follicular phase or your um, luteal phase. And it can help you, like, determine when your period's going to be and all that sort of stuff, which is so good mm. for someone like me. <laughs> um, yeah, so those are the three signs that she she goes in quite in-depth on cervical mucus and BBT and a little bit on cervical position. She
0: just touches on it briefly. yeah. yeah she kind of said that if the main two are your CM and your BBT yeah like So if you don't um check your service position that's fine like
1: yeah cause if you're like me and you can't find it ever
0: <laughs> you can't be checking that I one I can't then. be checking that
1: one <laughs> yeah so, <laughs> so yeah um yeah cervical mucus obviously CM which is a lot easier and less gross to say
0: yeah <laughs> Way easier.
1: (laughs) Um, And it's kind of better than discharge.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. I I was reading uh, another... I don't know if it was a blog post or something like that, and they used a different word, but I can't remember what it is. Maybe it will come back to me. Okay.
1: Um, So... She sort of re- builds on that report card idea that Lara Bryden had as well with, like, that... Obviously, it's your fifth vital sign, It's the one the vital things you need to know about your body to be able to determine what's how, what your health status is. So that's really interesting. Yeah. But cervical mucus, I just love saying it. <laughs> just slip
0: it in in conversation.
1: <laughs> tell me about that one, Rachel.
0: I don't know what to tell you oh, about what? it. what? Um, so we're going to try and explain this.
1: I reckon we should because, okay. Okay. So I was talking to Pete. He loves these conversations, I swear. I was talking to Pete and I was like, he's like, oh, I don't know how the conversation came out. Probably because I just talk about this sort of thing all the time. But anyway, I was like, yeah, didn't you realise that there's, like, a lot of other stuff comes out of our vagina? It's not just blood.
0: <laughs> I was
1: like, what do you mean? I'm like, like, on the daily there's stuff coming out.
0: <laughs> I bet he was thrilled <laughs> He wasn't commercial.
1: grossed out, but I'm like, it's like it's such a, like, I don't know, a myth of that it, the only thing that is like the grossest thing about <laughs> vaginas is periods when we've got the cervical mucus
0: yeah. situation all of the time as well. Yeah, I know. I actually
1: find cervical mucus grosser Than periods.
0: Yep. (laughs) Agreed. Agreed.
1: It's disgusting. It's like you've got to... No, I can't do it. I can't do
0: it. You can't do it? Okay, you don't have to do it. Okay. I'm going to make a really gross comparison. I don't even want to know if I want to know. We can cut it out. Okay. Okay.
1: (laughs) It's like having a snotty nose all of the
0: time. That's a good... But it's just
1: coming out of your vagina. Yeah,
0: that's a good um... (laughs) analogy, comparison. (laughs) But the thought of it makes me feel really sick.
1: And it's annoying because it's our own bodies. We shouldn't be grossed out by our own bodies, actually.
0: I'm not too grossed out by it, to be honest. No. But when you're trying to describe it to another
1: person, it's It's
0: like... It's difficult. Yeah. It's really difficult. So... Basically, throughout your cycle and tracking it through um, fertility awareness, you need to note down, obviously you do your temperature in the morning, your BBT, same time every morning. And then you also need to write um, down what your cervical mucus is for that day. So it can either be a dry day, can be considered just wet or watery. Um, it can be, and then there's also like non well not um, there's like peak days and non-peak days mm. and so peak days are when it's like egg they liken it to like egg white and you can like stretch it between your fingers or there's like an, all CM is considered to be fertile mm. mucus so if you have any CM that you've got to mark that down as a fertile day but there's a thing called vaginal
1: slaw yes <laughs> Which is your cells, like, like, what are they doing? They're, like, coming off cervix.
0: It's your like they've been ex- exfoliated. Yeah, they're
1: exfoliating, basically. This is not scientific at all, but they're exfoliating off your cervix, and they are coming out, and that is not CM.
0: No, but how can you tell? It's
1: very confusing. So oh. then you have to nail it down on the sensation when you wipe from front to back how it feels so... Does it feel dry? But that's, um, there's obviously no CM. If it feels smooth, that's vaginal slaw. I hate the word vaginal slaw. I feel like that's even worse than cervical mucus. Why couldn't they give it pretty names?
0: I know. Come on, man.
1: (laughs) And, um, what's the other one? Lubricative. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say slippery. Yeah, it's (laughs) slippery. You're like, what? There we go. (laughs)
0: What's going on today? Yeah, just slip right past. <laughs> <laughs> Jono is going to have a great time I feel editing so sorry this film. No,
1: yeah, he's mm. going to really improve on his kumbaya circles.
0: I know. Imagine what he's going to teach the boys now. This is fantastic.
1: Yeah, so lubricative, and you can you can definitely tell yeah, there's between a difference. lubricative and smooth.
0: Yeah is a definite difference.
1: Like, it is actually like, whoop, there you go. Yeah.
0: And it's so funny, you read it and you're like, Oh yeah, what how am I even gonna know? And then you're like, Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and after you've done it for like a couple of months you like start getting better at it. Like Yeah. Oh yeah. And then you've gotta describe the like uh consistency of it. So is it creamy? Or um, sticky, or
0: watery, watery, or egg white consistency. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you track, yeah, you track your BBT, and then you track your CM every day, and then you can get an idea of when you might be fertile or not.
1: Yes. When you track your CM as well, it's like every time you go to the bathroom, you can't just. You can't just do it once in the morning and then you're like, okay, that's my CM for the day. No. Because it can change over the day. Yep. Like... And you
0: might be dry in the morning, but yeah. then there'll be some CM present that later that night. So you've got to mm. count that as a fertile day.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah. The easiest way to do it is before you go to the toilet. Check. Check. And then pee. Yeah. It's easy. <laughs> it's... A- Super easy. But then it's remembering what you've done that day.
0: Yeah.
1: I'd like a little notebook, but then I don't want to carry around a little notebook just to take it to the bathroom and write a note.
0: (laughs) Imagine that. Abby walking to the bathroom with her notebook. What's she doing? Every time. (laughs) Writing notes in there. I mean, I'm thinking like a little notebook. Like like the size of my palm. Like a pocket notebook. Yes. Okay. But the problem
1: is sometimes I don't have pockets.
0: Uh, that is a conundrum.
1: Oh, uh, like a tampon size notebook that you can just sneak in your hand
0: while you go to the loo. No one's gonna know it's there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, what were you gonna say? Um, I was just gonna go and say that um, you've got to consider uh, uh yeah, consider all CM to be fertile um, because obviously there's peak there's pexium and there's non PEG, but ideally it's all fertile and it has the ability to if you have unprotected sex, it has the ability to hold on to those sperm for is it aptus? Yeah, I think it's supposed to be six days. Six
1: days. That's why that's why your fertile window six days. Yeah. But um I loved in the book the way she showed you like the cervix called crypts
0: oh yeah is that what they're called
1: yes but that was like the best visualization of it it's like these little little caves in your cervix that the sperm go into and hang out with your cm until you ovulate and then it goes and
0: then they they get up then there. they get up there and
1: it's like yeah. oh hey egg
0: what's up yeah just been hanging out waiting for you yes she has some really, really good diagrams in her book. Yeah,
1: I think it's the best one out of all of them Yeah, it's, that I read.
0: I feel like they all they all kind of complement each other, but that mm. would probably be the starting point I would recommend for people. Really? Mm.
1: So yeah, I recommend a different book based on what you're what wanting is, to achieve.
0: Uh, I feel like um, Lisa's book covers a wide range. Mm,
1: it's very broad, yes.
0: Oh, and if someone wasn't interested in fertility awareness... I wouldn't point to them in this direction. No. It would only be if they were interested in fertility awareness. I'd
1: almost start them on Lara Bryden.
0: But that's like fix your period.
1: Maybe, but if you're on the pill still.
0: Yeah, if you're on the pill still and looking at coming off.
1: Yeah, start them on Lara Bryden then point them towards Lisa and Jolene and then... Maisie for, period power. like, once you've started a proper cycle and you're like, yes, let's make this happen. Yes.
0: That is kind of like the end one, isn't it? And mm. Once you've got everything else in place, you're like, okay, why can't I talk today? Oh, I'm in the winter.
1: Yes. And the period power one, um, she does go a little bit into, like, fixing your period stuff, but it's not as in-depth as,
0: um, Lisa's La- or Lara's. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Oh my gosh. Imagine if we got to meet all of them. I feel like they're all my friends room. and I'm just like, yes, yeah, so Elisa's like saying this. <laughs> oh my gosh. I <laughs> I just want to meet them all, but I would be way I, too fangirl. I would, would fangirl too hard. And I would be an embarrassment. I would fully embarrass myself. I just don't, I
1: wouldn't, I'd just be like, sorry, I'm in my winter, I can't speak. <laughs> oh my
0: gosh. You're amazing women. And they're just incredible oh, anyway. <laughs> just have a
1: little fan yeah.
0: um, what Lisa does in her, in her book is she compares um, fertility awareness charting to mindfulness meditation mm. which I really like and she said the whole point is to continue bringing your attention back to the present moment fertility awareness charting is about paying attention to the fertile signs in your body that your body is showing you today mm. it's about today Pay attention and record it even when you're convinced that you shouldn't be seeing it. Uh, which is a really good point. Yes. Because you know how lots of people use um, the cycle tracking apps and they're yeah. probably just tracking when their period is not actually. Um, their BBT or their CM, and, and they're not actually knowing when they're ovulating because it's just on that predicting one.
1: Yeah, it's the rhythm method.
0: Yeah, rhythm method. So they get used to being like, oh, I shouldn't be fertile on this day because mm. I should have ovulated day fourteen. Yeah, hold up, not everyone ovulates on day fourteen. Yeah. So that that's a really good reminder. And
1: even if it's predicting it just based on your cycle length, say you've got a thirty-six day cycle, and it's so it's going okay. It's just really generalizing it that most cycles luteal phases are what sixteen days, isn't it? Is it twelve?
0: Yeah, twelve to sixteen. Twelve days. to
1: sixteen days. So it's going to put your ovulation around that day. So then everything else, and it's just it's just based on that that cycle is going to be the same every time, but it.
0: It's not true. And you can't even look back at your other cycles because every cycle is different. Mm. Like, I haven't had a cycle that's been the same.
1: Mm. Mine's all over the show.
0: So it's, it's just a good reminder. Yes. This is very true. This is today. Be I've present.
1: Such a good point. I forgot all about that. And that makes me think okay, Abby, you need to go back and make sure that you're, you are being present when you're doing that cycle thing because I do get caught up in like last last cycle I was doing this at this this
0: time I know, and it's really I also find it really interesting comparing to previous cycles, Mm. but yeah I've got to not get in that trap of oh, I should be here by now, but I'm not Mm. oh no, what's going on Mm. because yeah, it's not worth it, not helpful
1: yeah, she also um, says that your CM and BBT can be a like trigger for figuring out what's going on with your hormones and your health as well which is cool so if you're like BBT's plummeting and your cm's double peaking and all this sort of stuff like um double peaking is like it like tries to like you get lubricative cm and then and then your bbt goes up but it doesn't stay up so you didn't ovulate. It's like your body was like, I'm trying to ovulate. No, just jugs, just jokes. and it comes back down, and then it might do it again. And so yeah. you can have a double peak in your um in your chart. And so that that's meant to be telling you something, and yeah. all sorts of things like that, which was really helpful and good to know. Yeah. And once you started cycling, I, it was cycling. Once you've started recording your cycles, it's quite cool to go back and read the book and like look at. Okay, my cycle's been doing that. What does that mean according yeah. to this book?
0: Yeah, it's really helpful.
1: It She's also got a uh, what is it called? First Vital Sign Charting Master Mastery Book. Yes, and it's just like you buy it off Amazon. I bought mine off Amazon, I think. Um, and you, and it's just blank pages for cycling and she puts a little bit at the beginning about charting and what what you should be putting in the chart and then has some examples and then you can it's got three years worth of um charts in there so three years worth of cycles in there so you've got heaps of um space to do your charts on there that's really it's really cool i'm Mm, loving it i love my book it's so cool i take it everywhere with me I don't take it with me. The other day I went for um a, a tramp, which is a hike in New Zealand, uh, and I didn't take it with me. I took my thermometer, though, oh, and yeah. I just recorded it in my app, and then when I got home, I could write
0: down what it was. put it in your book. Mm. That's cool. Mm. I do want the book. Yeah. It's
1: a, it's a really good, a, a cool cool resource, but again, if you're trying to do it for for fertility awareness, I definitely recommend getting a fertility awareness coach. Is that
0: what they're called? Teacher. Teacher. I don't know. Tutor. Tutor.
1: They're all over the show. You can look them up on the internet. Yeah. Which is really cool. There's, like, quite a few in New Zealand. Oh, really? Yeah. A lot of them, though, are for... Well, they're, like, they're, like, do... They do, like, fertility for... Getting pregnant, and then on the side they do fertility awareness method for um charting for preventing preventing pregnancy
0: yeah as well oh that's interesting Mm. that's really interesting
1: but they do like Skype sessions and stuff and Lisa has her own like program that you can join and you don't have to be she's in Canada you don't know I don't know. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's Canada. Yeah. I might be lying.
0: Could be Canada. It's Canada or States. Yeah, I think it's Canada. <laughs> um She does her
1: own master classes that you can do that are you pay for and
0: Yeah. So there's lots of options. Cool. There's lots of options. Yeah. yeah. That's really awesome. Um any other exciting points? Well, I've got I've got several written down. I don't even know where to begin. I want to I'm going to start with a positive, and then I want to talk about a negative. Okay. Okay. So the positive is that she talks about a study that found that omega three supplementation normalised reproductive hormone levels in women of re- reproductive age, because it reduces inflammation, and inflammation has been shown to interfere with ovulation. So I found that quite interesting, and it backed up why I'm taking an omega-3 supplement.
1: Boom, did you put that on your... Um... No,
0: but I should have. I'm going to take this with me. Okay.
1: <laughs> that was very cryptic.
0: Mm. And my negative is, she talks about, you know, the Depo Prevera shot, like mm-hmm. the hormonal um, uh, injection that you can get. Yeah. She talks about how it's used um, to chemically castrate sex, sex offenders was oh, it? Yeah. I did
1: read the book, I swear.
0: And how it's been shown to prevent them from um, committing new crimes. Wow. And yet this is something that women are offered as a...
1: Well, a lot in developing action. countries... Yeah. They... Because they don't want... And then a lot of the time, those women don't have an option.
0: Crazy. They...
1: Because they're not in situations where they can... Sit at home and do their chart the night before, no. the
0: bed before no. going to sleep. So it's the best option for them, but yeah, man,
1: and they literally just cannot have any more babies. They just do not want to have any more babies. Yeah, they're in like real desperate situations. They,
0: mm. eh? but that's that's completely where it's like, but then they have the to, right situation for it to be used. Yeah,
1: yeah, but then you're like, why should we're just privileged, basically. Yeah. That's all it comes <laughs> down it, to. It, it's really hard. Yeah. Oh, God. You just get massive
0: white guilty. Hey? I know. <laughs> it's actually unbelievable. Uh... Uh... Was there anything that stood out to you? Uh, yes.
1: What did stand out to me? Um, so... Your CM and BBT must match up for you to have unprotected sex. Mm. So you have to have dry or smooth CM. No, um, like, I don't know what I'm going to say. But you have to have dry or smooth CM. So no non-peak or peak, that's what I was trying to say. No non-peak or peak um, CM. And you have to have your BBT... Needs to be not obvi- in like not obviously showing ovulation,
0: yeah, or not it, near ovulation, not near
1: ovulation to be having unprotected sex.
0: It is like ninety nine point nine percent effective. Well, it's pretty like yeah. I think it's ninety nine point six percent effective if used perfectly. Yeah, the interesting thing how she explains that is when it's used perfectly is on your. Um, on your fertile days, you don't have sex. Yeah. So that's not on your fertile do- fertile days. You use condoms. That's you refrain from having sex. Yeah. That's perfect use.
1: Yeah. So it's not like so it's not like knowing you're fertile and having sex with the condom anyway. That's no. not perfect use.
0: No. That's you're relying on the effectivity of the condoms there not yeah. fertility awareness. Yeah. Yeah she explained that really well. What's the effectivity? I like that it, word. is that a
1: word? I don't know but I'm using it. What
0: was effectivity. the effectivity? effectivity. effectivity of oh,
1: condoms.
0: I want to die. <laughs> you want to die? Yeah.
1: <laughs> What's the effectivity of condoms? Efficiency? Is that, like ni- is that the
0: word? No, I feel like it's like ninety-one percent. It's Efficacy? Effic- is that what I was trying to say? Maybe. <sighs> Girl, I don't know. It's like, around that 90% mark. It's 90... I want to say it's like 96. Okay. 96 for perfect use and 90% for... What's the other word when it's not perfect use? Common, like, when it's typical use.
1: Typical. Okay. These facts are not referenced.
0: (laughs) We're doing our best.
1: But the, um, the book... Yeah, we'll tell you that information. Um. <laughs> Read the book. Yeah, but it comes down to your risk tolerance. That's what it was that I was yeah. going to say. So if you're having unprotected sex, uh, or if you if you decide to have protected sex with a condom when you know you're fertile, that's that's your like risk tolerance of that situation. Yep. You could you could go all the way to like the pull out method, and that that's like. A very high risk tolerance. You're like, okay, if I have a baby, it's fine. Sort of yeah. situation. It's
0: like, okay, if it happens, that's okay.
1: Yeah. No. But we're going to try not to. I feel like that's...
0: We'll that's, try. We all, yeah, we'll, we'll give it a
1: go not having a baby. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's, a, that's a good way to describe that one. Mm.
1: And mm. also... um, I was talking about this with my friend the other day. Like... You can have sex without having penetrative sex. So, even on your fertile days when your hormones are like, Yeah, baby, give it to me.
0: <laughs> you can still get it on. You can
1: still get it on. You just don't have to have a penis in the vagina. Exactly.
0: <sighs> there are
1: options. You can satisfy the cravings without the cravings.
0: Without the worry of making a baby. If that's what you're trying to avoid. If
1: that's what you're trying to avoid. If you want to make a baby. Ah. Oh. Well, Those you are can days. get pregnant in these six days. You should try it then.
0: Whenever you've got egg white, CM, go for it. Or just CM in general. CM in general. It's all fertile. Yeah. Great tip.
1: <laughs> Great tip.
0: <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear.
1: Um, and she goes into how sperm can be improved if you're trying to get preggers.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> This is really interesting. I yes. feel like maybe we should do some more reading on the male reproductive system. Because we're quite... We're I'd say
1: almost zero to none. Zero.
0: <laughs> We've got <laughs> We zero spent to like none 20 minutes knowledge. in an
1: episode talking about wieners. I and know. So I would say our knowledge is pretty limited. Pretty limited. Yes. Pretty limited. But sperm stuff was very interesting.
0: It was very, very interesting. And... Oh, actually, I don't know if it was in the book, but I heard about this study that was done and it was um, couples that were trying to conceive and they were having um, infertility problems and what they did is they just gave all the men a, and it was because of the male, Mm -hmm. and they gave all the men a multivitamin and like 25% of them conceived within like a few months after that. Wow multivitamin who knew Then mean you can sort
1: yourselves out yeah <laughs>
0: and because it's it was also interesting I think this was in the book that it, um, infertility is 50-50 it's basically 50-50 whether yes. it's, um because the female or the male in the relationship mm. which is really um, really interesting because I feel like a lot of the um, focus is on the female
1: yeah because I guess we're the ones that are meant to carry the and start building the baby so Ooh. if we're not doing the job. It must be coming from us.
0: Yeah, and then like, um, how if you've got problems trying to conceive, you often go down the IVF rate, and then the rates of I the success rates of IVF are so low. Mm.
1: And she talks about improving your sperm even for IVF. Eh? Yeah. So like to if, help you out. Yes. Mm. Yes.
0: Very interesting. It was very interesting. Thanks. I hadn't read much yeah. on that before
1: yeah because like coming off the pill i don't want to have a child anytime soon <laughs> in the nicest possible way um but i it, it, like the reading these books opened my eyes to the fact that even it like even if i did want to have a children i to have the right sort of nutrients and hormones all balanced and sorted out and your cycle all good to go it will take like what did she say eight to t- nine to twelve cycles
0: yeah
1: before you should try even getting pregnant yeah so it takes that long for us to sort our bodies out and then you find that the sperms are not sorting themselves out so they have to do some stuff as well so when you're sorting your body out to be the most nutrient filled, amazing baby making machine you should be like to your baby making machine partner hey man,
0: take a multivitamin. Exactly. <laughs> remove those devices from your pocket. Exactly. That's what I was just going to say. Stop sitting
1: on your phone. Yep. Or yeah. Or putting your phone in your pocket. Yeah. Definitely. Or rubbing your high. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean what?
1: Your face was like, oh shit. Where is she going with this? Yeah, your face was like, oh god. And to be honest, it was going to take me a long time to get where I was going. <laughs> what did they rub it? It would have been a really. Where did they it? been a really scary process but I'm going to go there okay do it rubbing your high
0: tox, like body washes, all all over your body so you kind of are talking about don't put that on your wiener (laughs) yeah (laughs) she's lost the floor
1: don't put that on your wiener (laughs)
0: Well, that's the beginning, isn't it? Oh, no. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> okay. Other things that I found interesting... <laughs> yeah? ...was castor oil packs. Oh, yeah. She's, like, hardcore on the liver and vaginal steaming.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Is it vaginal steaming or just vagina steaming? Steaming.
0: Steaming. I don't know. Vaginal? Vagina? I don't know how to use that word properly. No, I don't Nobody taught me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <it's> so
1: interesting. <laughs> just don't rub it on your wiener. Is it not just the wiener that you shouldn't rub it on? No, right? it's not. Especially because your sperm's not. It's in the,
0: the it's, testicles. It's not in your wiener. It's not in, in your wiener. It's in your testicles. <laughs> I, I didn't know. I know we're kidding this, but I do not know that there was a reason that your testicles... Like why they went up higher and when they went lower. It was the reason. Because they need to be two degrees lower than your body temperature. So if it's cold they'll go up and if they're warm, they'll hang lower. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We really need to do a wiener episode. We do need to do a wiener.
1: I don't think we could get through it though. I don't know either.
0: Maybe we could interview someone.
1: Someone with a wiener?
0: Yes. (laughs) Who doesn't mind talking about it?
1: (laughs) i am like, so... Oh no, I can't. You can't do it. What? Do you
0: rub on your wiener? <laughs> Hope it's low-tox. Yeah, do you use low-tox product <laughs> on your wiener? What do you use to wash it? Or your testicles?
1: do oh, right.
0: <laughs> oh. <sighs> Okay, going back to the castor oil. Oh yeah. And vaginal steaming.
1: Vaginal!
0: Isn't that what I said? I don't know. Vaginal. Oh, yeah, vaginal. Vag-
1: vaginal. Vaginal. Vaginal steaming. Vaginal is
0: so much better
1: than vaginal. Why is I saying <laughs> vaginal?
0: Why did <gasps> I say... Why did I say... I can't even know. I don't know the word I do I not
1: even know. Okay, sorry. We're having a real rough
0: day. Um, Yeah, vaginal steaming. It sounds interesting. I'm not sure if I'm keen. I don't think I'm game. So you, like, heat up
1: water with hot herbs in it, basically. Yeah. And then you're like hang out over top of it without any undies on. Steam it. Steam it. Apparently it's quite
0: like good for you. Yeah. Like emotionally. I don't know. I'm not
1: I mean I can't knock it until I try it.
0: No neither. It would take a lot for me to try it. Although what was really interesting, I had this like memory the other day is about five years ago I was working with this Italian girl so lovely so lovely and she started talking to me about period underwear and I was like what five years ago five years ago you have not told me the story I know I only remembered it the other day okay shout out to Emmy lovely girl (laughs) she started talking to me about um period underwear and saying oh yeah this is the way of the future this is awesome and I was like really like i don't know about <laughs> that and i'm like oh i don't know i think it would take me a long time to try them and it took me five bloody years <laughs> to try them and now it's all i can talk about so
1: we'll check back in five years and see whether your vaginal stomach yes, is exactly. going well
0: i might be all over that
1: they might have like made it into like a really easy like to use product i feel like accessible gwyneth paltrow you know her Goop thing that's really, like, she's mildly controversial and I don't know if everything in it's
0: ideal. But she talks about it. Yeah, she definitely does. Mm. Does. Um, yeah. It's popped up a few times lately and I wanted to just sit to the side for a bit
1: (laughs) i thought you were gonna say i wanted to just give it a go no no, sit to
0: the side i'm not there yet all right and the cast oil packs have you ever tried them no i haven't they sound very messy very messy and like quite a lot of oil that that's my main reason for not doing it because they're meant to help with cramps they are and you get really bad cramps i do get really bad cramps i find hot water bottle just it's fine I like, sure, I can't move and I'm on the couch all day, but I'm not. I I should give it a go. It I just think sounds you should. really, really messy. I'm, Maybe I, you need to like. I'm opposed to mess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we look at this room. <laughs> um, I think that you should give it a go. Maybe you like set up like, um, drop cloths all over your kitchen. Mm. And just lie in the middle of your kitchen with castor oil packs all over you. Yeah, cook it. It's quite an involved process. She she actually goes like gives you the instructions of how to do it in the book, which yeah. is yeah, cool.
0: which is really handy because often you'll just read oh castor oil pack yeah oh what is that yeah
1: very cool. Mm. And the other thing, fun activity that she recommends is putting liver in basically everything.
0: Yeah, I want to, but. I
1: don't think I can. (laughs) She says, like, a little bit chopped up and putting it into your, like, Mexican mints or whatever you're making can be good for you.
0: I like that idea. I think what I'd have to do is I'd have to go buy some organic grass-fed liver, freeze it, and then chop it up. Because I don't think I could chop it when it was, like, not frozen. I'd I'd get Pete to chop it up. Um, I'd get him to chop
1: up all the meat. um, Well, no, that's not true. Mostly chicken because chicken grosses me out. Oh, I mean, yeah, I hate not chicken. Chopped up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I
0: do want to give the liver thing a go. Okay. Well, What's make stopping it a mission. Me? Yeah,
1: make it a mission. <sighs> Let's go, Rachel. After the wedding, everything's on hold till after the wedding. <laughs> I know. It's like that black date. You can't see past that. I can't date. do anything else. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean.
0: Can't sort out my taxes until after the wedding. Do you have taxes still? Well, sort don't know. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I say, I'm pretty sure work does that for us. Yeah, work does that for us. Okay.
0: <laughs> and you're self employed that does not.
1: Well, that's all of my stuff. Cool. I think the one takeaway from this is don't rub it on your wiener. Don't rub it on your wiener if in doubt. Don't rub it on your email. I feel that was the take home of the book. Just kidding. It was not. There was nothing about this. on the. There's a little bit, but not really. That's kind cool of. But I, yes. I, I, I hole, I've dug a hole. Pass me a rope.
0: It was a really, really good book.
1: <laughs> really good book.
0: Loved it. I've got a really good quote from it to end us off. Oh, fantastic. Okay. This hit home big time. So she says, We're human beings and perfection isn't something we were ever designed to attain. Striving for perfection leads to stress, disappointment, and unhappiness. Perfection Perfectionism doesn't exist in real life, but you do exist in real life.
1: I read that too, and I was going to write it down, but I didn't have enough room in my piece of paper. It was long. It was long, but it was like, I read it when I read it, because I reread it today to put my notes in, I was like, oh, that's right, I remember
0: reading this. It's so good, and I feel like that was a theme throughout her book, like... Go easy on yourself. Breathe a little bit. It's fine. Just give it a go. If you need help, ask for help. Like, I really enjoyed um, reading her whole book. And it felt like, because I've listened to quite a few of her podcasts, and I had her voice in my head when I was reading, and a lot of the information, I'd heard little bits of it in her podcast. So it was really nice. She just brought together all this information in one book, and it was a fantastic read.
1: Yes, so good. Go out and buy it. Yes. Yep. Look her up. And she does, like, if you sign up to her email, like, subscribe to her email. I think she sends you blog posts and all those sorts of things and interesting
0: things about... She does this three-part video mm. thing, which is really interesting. Oh, and it's free, isn't Yes, it? it's free. You just sign up on her website for yes. it and you yes. get one every couple of days. And she
1: explains CMBBT, cervical position, like... So much better than we have just done. Yeah,
0: you'll be like, what were those girls talking about?
1: <laughs> we don't know. Yeah, but it was fun.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, if you've read the book and want to fangirl over her, let us know. Yes. <laughs> uh,
1: you can la- follow us on basically Being Better um, on Instagram. Yeah. Being Better Pod on Twitter.
0: Yeah. And. Uh, Gmail. That's the one. Basically being better at gmail.com. Yes! Um, flick us a message. We'd love to hear from you. Alright,
1: we'll talk to you next time. Let Bye. Basically being better and working it out. Healthy eating, sentence speaking, working it out. Power girls and power working it out Climbing conscience got the nonsense working it out Basically be in better Basically be in better Basically be better.